This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a scriptease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background, and of course, spoil the endings. All in less than five minutes, we do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today, we do A Doll's House, written in 1879 by Henrik Ibsen. Is it about a doll's house, you ask? No, but our lead protagonist is treated like a child or a plaything or a toy by her husband and father. But note the apostrophe. This is her house. She decides on the drapery and what the children will wear. It is her house, and we see more of that as the play goes on, as Nora becomes more determined. It is also a reference to the falseness of a doll's house. It is not a real home with real people. It's hollow. It's hollow. Merely a plaything. It can be destroyed with ease. Nora also buys a cheap doll for her daughter, because she will likely break them. Perhaps they are treating their dolls as Nora is treated. Perhaps she too is broken. Although we learn that Nora does not appreciate being treated like a child or a doll, she does refer to her children as dolls, which is interesting. It is Christmas Eve. We are told that Tolvald, husband of protagonist Nora, has been promoted to a powerful position at the bank. This new opportunity comes with lots of money too. Nora is thrilled because she has a secret. When her husband was ill, she borrowed money from a man named Krogstad and she has been clandestinely paying him off ever since. The money was to pay for a trip to Italy in the hopes of his improved health. She also forged her father's signature, which I'm told is not good. But this promotion and more money means the loan can be repaid. But, there is always a but, Krogstad decides to blackmail her. He will reveal the secret if she does not help him. He thinks his job at the bank with Torvald is under threat. He wants Nora to convince her husband to keep him on. She tries to persuade her husband using a variety of methods, but it fails because Torvald plainly does not like the morally void Krogstad and wants to hire Mrs. Lind. The next day, Nora is preparing for a party and worrying about her secret being spilled. She tries again to convince her husband, but to no avail. In fact, he already has the paperwork ready to fire Krogstad and sends it off. It is clear she is worried and he promises her he will take care of anything bad that happens. This makes Nora feel better, and she even thinks her marriage might improve, with comments like this, but perhaps not, and all may be lost. Nora also flirts with Dr. Rank, who tells her he is dying, and before she can ask for some money, he tells her he loves her. So she has to change the subject, and it is soon interrupted by Krogstad anyway, so the doctor leaves. Krogstad tells Nora he changed his mind, and he will not reveal her secret publicly. He will only reveal it to Torvald, and he will do so in a letter. All this in the hopes that Torvald will be more likely to keep him on at his job. Nora does not want her husband to know and pleads. But Krogstad drops the letter into Torvald's mailbox, and Nora is dismayed. She believes that this is the end of their marriage now. When Torvald comes home, she successfully keeps him from opening the mail, begging for his help preparing for the party, and the letter goes unread. While the others are at the party, we see Mrs. Lind and Cogstead in the living room and learn that they used to be romantically involved. Mrs. Lind offers to take care of Cogstead and his kids and help him become a better man. Tolvold and Nora return from the party and Tolvold is seducing her, but he is interrupted by Dr. Rank, who has come to say goodbye to Nora. Once the doctor is gone, Nora explains his imminent death to her husband and that stops Tolvold's seduction. But it gets him back to work and he collects the mail. Nora decides that she should go and end her life. She goes to exit, but Tolvold stops her, having just read the letter. 
He says that she has ruined him and he plans on abandoning her, contrary to his promise earlier. He is interrupted by another letter from Krogstad addressed to Nora, which he reads, It seems Krogstad has had a change of heart and there will be no problems from him, even returning the bond that she owes. So Tolvolt forgives her and he belittles Nora's cute attempt at helping him. When Nora sees Tolvolt's true character, she tells him she's leaving. She says that he does not love her, and she does not love him after what he has done. He has suffocated her for too long, and she deserves to be autonomous and explore the world. Before she leaves, Nora explains that she does hope that one day a miracle may occur, and they could truly be a couple. The play ends with the slam of a door. If any of the play's themes or ideas brought up something personal for you, please remember to call Lifeline on 13 11 14. There is always someone ready to talk. If you didn't know about the play before, you do now. A bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Script Tease. And remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits that we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside and this episode of Script Tease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Script Tease episodes and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you'd like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening. Thank you.